0: Welcome to the quality of love podcast. I am your host, Tyrone Dixon, nationally certified life and relationship coach, husband father to two beautiful princesses, and CEO and founder of A Rose Through Concrete Consulting. Thank you guys for taking the time out to listen in with us tonight for our big Wednesday question and answer episode. Tonight we have some very, very juicy questions that I received in my inbox that I cannot wait to answer because they center around sex, which is honestly one of my favorite subjects to talk about because so many people consider it taboo and awkward to have sexual conversations, but I personally think that sex plays a huge role in our relationship. Before we get into our questions, though, I do have our quote of the day. And the quote comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter eight, verse number 36. And the quote reads, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the world but lose his soul? Once again, that quote is for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the world but lose his soul? And that comes from. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verse number 36. In addition to the religious context that that quote holds for me, it's also a quote that I use to keep myself centered and grounded. Because when I first got out of college, my whole goal was to make as much money as possible, to commit to a job, to commit to my career, and forget about everything else. That included relationships, that included friends, in some cases that included family as well. And after about a year or two into that thought process, I found myself at the lowest weight I had ever been in in my life. I think I was around 145 to 150 pounds. I didn't have a consistent diet. I also didn't work out. So I started to not go to the gym and skip the workouts all because I was living for the world and living for money and making what I thought was a sacrifice at that time. And what it did was it literally destroyed me. It turned me inside out. It turned me into a jaded individual. Some of the stuff that came as a result from that first episode that when I reintroduced myself, that was a direct result of me trying to commit to being a worldly person, to getting as much money as I possibly can at that moment to sacrificing all the things that I enjoyed, all the things that made me me at the time, including reading, going to the gym, having intimate conversations. And eventually I was just randomly having a rough day and I came across this quote. And that was about eight years ago now. And ever since then, I've used this quote, as I said, to keep me grounded and keep myself humble as well as level headed, because at the end of the day, you could get into a position where you're making a ton of money or you have the career that you desire, but you have to realize or look at what you gave up for that. And is it worth it for me personally? I thank goodness that I realized or I thank God, I should say, that I realized that it wasn't worth it and I was able to redirect my energy and redirect my focus into becoming who I actually wanted to be. Like I said earlier, we got some juicy questions for you guys tonight, so we'll get right into it. The very first question is, when do you start to talk about sex within a relationship? I say talk about sex as early and often as possible in a relationship, especially if you're looking at this relationship for a long term relationship. Studies show that sex is a very important factor in long term relationships. What it does is it creates joy in the relationship. It also brings additional passion in. So if you are looking for a long-term commitment from your partner, partner, you guys should have a discussion. In addition, there was a couple other things that sex does in a relationship. Number one, it opens up neurological pathways in the brain. Right? If you ever heard the term mind-blowing sex, that's because of the neurological pathways that are opening your brain after having sex or getting intimate with a partner. The other thing that it is or could be to a partner is a form of communication. So very similar to the love languages and apology languages, sex may be a form of communication for your partner and that's how they communicate. Now, when it comes to communication, that could either be talking to your partner while you're engaging in sexual acts or simply having sex could be a form of communication for one of the partners in the relationship that makes them feel love makes them feel valued, and makes them feel appreciated. And let me be clear, sex doesn't always have to be physically getting intimate, right? So some things that you can do instead of actually having intercourse is sexting throughout the day, giving your partner compliments, showing them affection. All of this builds anticipation and makes your partner feel more wanting of sex or more uh, apt to engage in sex. If you are the partner in the relationship that really, really enjoys sex, I invite you to do a lot of flirting because what happens is when you flirt with your partner often, it taps into their subconscious and that creates another way to build the sexual anticipation for maybe later on in the day or later on in the evening. And just to throw you another little bone, studies have shown men like to do role play. While women in relationships, when it comes to sex, they like to be handled firmly. So maybe switched into different positions or controlled by their partner. And make sure you guys are mixing it up so it doesn't become boring and routine within the bedroom. The second question that we got is when should couples seek sexual therapy? I recommend seeking sexual therapy. If you guys go more than a few weeks without sex, so maybe two weeks without sex, that would be a red flag for me and cause for concern. As I said a little earlier, sex is very much a use it or lose it type of thing. So if you don't keep those neurological pathways firing off for sex, for intimacy, for your partner, then there's a pretty good chance that you'll start to lose the motivation to have sex. So if you guys aren't getting intimate in a two week time frame, I would say that would be cause for you guys to seek sexual therapy. Question number three is from the same person and it asks, how would you do it from a man's perspective? I think for me, one of the biggest things is to speak to my wife with her guards down. So something that I would invite you to do is to. Go out to dinner, of course, since COVID 19 is going on right now, you could set up a dinner date within your home or within your apartment with your partner. I would absolutely wait for her to be nice and full before I have the conversation, though, as a side note. But at that point in time, that's when I would have the conversation or I would bring the topic of discussion up about sex. And before I would go into my own needs, I would get how she thought our sexual uh, lives were going, if she thought that we can improve in any way, shape or form, because I would definitely want her to have the floor. I would want her to feel most comfortable in this situation. Once I had an idea of how she felt about sex and if we should seek a sexual therapist, I would give her completely how I feel. And once I engage in conversation with her, I would make sure that it's dialogue and not monologue. The difference between the two is when you're engaging in dialogue, there's a back and forth going between you and your partner. When it's monologue, it's typically you talking at your partner. And once we had both of our feelings on the table about how we felt about sex, how we felt about going to seek a sexual therapist, I would then ask her if she would be willing to go see a sexual therapist just to make sure we were on the same page sexually. And I would gauge her response from there. If she was willing to go, that means she's committed to the relationship. She's committed to improving the relationship. If she was not committed to go, I would probably still go on my own, but there would definitely be some red flags in the back of my mind as to why someone is unwilling to improve the relationship or what might be going on underneath the surface that I'm not aware of. Either way, there needs to be a very, very open and honest discussion about sex and how much value it holds in your relationship because I've seen too many times people go along and pretend like sex isn't a big deal and then they want sex or they wanna get intimate and they don't know how to ask and their partner may have not thought sex was a big deal for a long period of time. So those pathways that they had for that sexual engagement And engaging in sexual acts, it may be gone while yours is still extremely high. You have a high sex drive. So I think the number one thing when it comes to sex is yes, you want to talk about it as often as possible, but you want to make sure that when you do talk about it, your conversations are open and honest, even all the way down to the kinky stuff that you like to do. We all have our kinks. Please don't feel judged. And furthermore, your partner should know you for who your authentic self is. So that means they should know your kinks. They should feel comfortable with your kinks and comfortable actually going through with those sexual acts. If they are not or you can't trust that they are, there's a pretty good chance that that's not the relationship for you. I'll also say that if your partner is someone who does not enjoy engaging in sexual activities, there could be something traumatically associated with sex from that person or from that person's perspective. So be receptive of that. And if they have not felt comfortable having a conversation with you about that, that's another area where you guys can have an open, honest, and frank conversation without judgment. Question number four is, how can I get my girl to have more sex with me? Provided you didn't do anything like cheat lie or manipulate her I would invite you to become more intimate right most of the time as men we don't really think about being intimate until it comes down to intercourse and that's where we start to do the foreplay thing and that's where we start to try to get our partner excited I would invite you to be proactive in your foreplay, right? So for example, something that I started doing in my early on in my relationship with my wife that I realized that she enjoyed was not just waiting up until the point of intimacy or when we're about to have intercourse to do foreplay to come and kiss her on her neck, maybe kiss her in the air, start to nibble at her ear or rub on her backside or anything like that, right? And what that did was that Going back to the opening up the neurological pathways that opened up her neurological pathways way more, got her way more excited about sex and even got her way more willing to engage in sex once the time came. So think about how you can be intimate and you can get your woman excited and you foreplay way before you guys get to the bedroom. And I can promise you, you'll have the sex that you're looking for. Again, provided you're not doing anything stupid like lying, cheating, and manipulating. Question number four, how important is mental health? I would say mental health is extremely important, especially at this point in time when we're talking about having been in the house for a long period of time with COVID-19, having many of our schedules adjusted, having to deal with children. So there's there's so many factors at work here with COVID-19 going on that I would say mental health is very important. I would honestly invite you to make it your top priority because giving our times and giving what we have going on once the world open backs up, let's say, uh, we'll be rushed back into a society in which I don't think a lot of prep time has been put into place. So it can cause us to take on an additional load. Maybe that's at work once we get back to our jobs. Maybe that's with our children, whatever the case may be. So i say make mental health your top priority, especially your mental health and the mental health of your children. And the reason I say that is because if you're not operating at your optimum, then you can't be your best for everyone around you. And that includes your children, your wife, significant other, whoever that may be. Our fifth and final question for this week is how does trauma affect children I've seen trauma affect children in multiple different ways. I think the most unique way in which I've seen trauma affect kids is by their minimizing their behavior, right? So becoming passive aggressive growing up, I'm used to seeing trauma firsthand and seeing overt behaviors displayed like fighting or maybe destruction of property, breaking things. That's like more overt behaviors. When what I've seen recently within the past few years are children that are doing more passive behaviors, like waiting around to steal something or waiting around to run and leave or escape or elope. So trauma looks very different in every child. It's specific to that child. But some things that I've not known about or not paid attention to until the past few years are the quiet traumatic children or the quiet ones or when a child withdraws because they've experienced trauma or become overwhelmed with trauma. Those are the ones that tend to make me a little more nervous because I don't know what's going on within them. And you want to engage with them to try to find out what might be going on, what could be going wrong and how you can help them improve because i always think of children that have experienced mass trauma as like a jack in a box right so if you remember that old school jack in a box you knew the jack in a box was coming out at some point in time and you were just clicking away clicking away and the jack in a box popped out and it startled you a little bit right that's how i feel about children that who have been through a lot of trauma eventually at some point in time they're going to explode and come out the box just like that jack in a box only their behaviors are more extreme because their emotions have been suppressed for so long over a long period of time that's their opportunity to explode and let all of those traumatic emotions out i say that to say yes pay attention to those overt behaviors like fighting destruction of property lashing out uh, oppositional defiance all those things absolutely Yes, pay attention to them when it comes to children in traumatic environments, but also pay attention to that child that's become really, really quiet and really, really withdrawn because at some point in time, it's been my experience, that child is going to lose emotional control and explode. Thank you guys so much for getting me those questions. Again, listeners, you're more than welcome to email us any question that you guys have about love, relationships, mental health at TQLP. 20 at gmail.com once again our email is tqlp20 at gmail.com or you're more than welcome to hit us up on our facebook page the quality of love podcast with any questions that we have or that you have and we'll be sure to answer them anonymously on our next episode all right you guys know what time it is We've made it to another Wild Love Wednesday segment. And today, Wild Love Wednesday shout out and also a birthday shout out and also an anniversary shout out goes to my wife, Ivana Dixon. Baby, I love you so much. I can't imagine what my world would be without you. I can't imagine what our world would be without our children. It's crazy how you can go from this uh, narcissistic, self-centered the world is all about me person to meeting a beautiful woman like yourself to who's encouraged me, who's pushed me beyond limits and has always shown me that it's okay to fail as long as you continue to stick with it and baby I can't take I can't thank you enough. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you enough. I reflect often on our first date where you spilled the drink all over me because you were so nervous and I was so cool. You know what I'm saying? You know how that go. <laughs> no, baby. But I, all the times that we've had, they have not always been great. But I will say that it, every day is worth it with you, baby. I appreciate you. I love you. I'll always love you. Your place in my heart is forever cemented just from the sacrifices that you've made early on in our relationship. And I'm about to super embarrass you, but I love you, baby. Um, Quick story about my wife. One time uh, I was staying when I first moved back to Syracuse. So going back a a lot of years ago, let's say that. When I first moved back to Syracuse, she um, used to work at 5 a.m. So she worked at 5 a.m. and I worked 4 to 12. And she would literally stay up until one, two in the morning at times when I worked late to make sure that I had a ride home and to make sure I have food to eat and things like that. And I just, at the time I had not met anybody like her. So it was, it was scary. It was definitely scary, but more importantly, it was a new world for me and a new perspective. And it was right along the time that I was learning a lot of new information. So it just created the perfect storm for me for you. And I just want to say, I love you, sweetheart. You'll always get my best efforts because you've given me your best efforts. You've given me two beautiful princesses and you've held it down for a long period of time. So I love you, baby. I appreciate you. And wild love Wednesday today goes out to you. Ivana Dixon, my sweetheart. All right. We've made it to Put Me On. In this week's Put Me On, I'm actually going to reverse the roles really quickly because I found out recently that Cafe Sankofa is doing a mental wellness check throughout the week. So I'm going to go ahead and put you guys on to follow their website, follow all of their social media campaigns, because how how often do you have wellness in the center of the hood with people that are dedicated and committed to the community, Committed to making sure that people in the community are both mentally and physically ready to take on the world, to take on emotions, to take on any tasks that you need to, including food and hygiene giveaways. There you have it. That's our episode for the week. As always, guys, do not forget. You're more than welcome to email us our question or any questions that you guys have to TQLP two zero at gmail.com we'll make sure we get you in for our big Wednesday episode as always anonymously or feel free to hit us up in our inbox at the quality of love podcast on Facebook as always remember the quality of love and relationships that you have in your life will determine the quality of your life peace and love